dude, I actually want to talk to you about uh, the Hellboy recent yes, developments. Yes. Because if I think there was anyone that should be talking about it, it's you. I know your love of Hellboy. I think Joey's also a big Hellboy fan as well yes. as am I. Yeah. I love the creatures. But super excited about everything that was just like came out of nowhere. Like, I really totally. wish... I really wish Del, Tor- Del Toro would have gotten a third film just to wrap up his Hellboy. Yeah. Because I would have loved to have seen that just to see yeah. what his full his full vision would have been. But I it's been a long time since I've seen a Neil Marshall movie. Uh, love Dog Soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. Love Centurion. Um, he makes a Descent. is fucking great. And it's been a long time. I know he does a lot of like Game of Thrones episodes now. And he's usually yeah. like a guest star. And like I think he might have done a Stranger Things. Um, yeah. So he's doing a lot of TV, yeah. which is... Yeah, which is which is good. He's probably getting some cash that he needs to make something, and I'm glad yeah. that, like, in in his hands with a budget, a Hellboy oh, movie God. could be awesome. Especially with, I'm like you. I don't think it needs to be R-rated. I think yeah. a PG-13 Hellboy is totally doable with creature yeah. effects. But I mean, if they yeah. can get that R-rating, I mean, I, I'm up for the if blood and the, if, the yeah, gore. Yeah, if it's leaning more into like like some violence and stuff like that, you know, like I'm not a pro- I'm not I'm not a, 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 a promoting violence in in the real world, but in movies and a Hellboy movie especially, like if it's if it somehow takes on a, a raw, more brutal form, I don't know what that's going to be, but if you know, depending on what their R rated, the rating is based on, I'm sure it's probably going to be things that are more macabre, with a lot darker mm-hmm. themes, probably a lot more adult situation kind of things, which which would be cool. I'm totally down. I'm totally down. And it's like it's kind of like. You know, it seems like that being their lead-in is probably, you know, because an effect from Deadpool and Logan and the success of those kind of things. And I'm sure in their pitch, that's probably what gave them a lot of leverage is just being like, you know, we couldn't, you know, Hellboy wasn't done right because we really couldn't lean into it the way we wanted to because it wasn't an R rating. And then I bet they're like Deadpool and Logan and they're like, you know what, these guys have a point. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that, you know, I don't have a beef with that. It'd be interesting to see how they do that. I mean... I doubt it's going to be just for like swearing and some titties or anything. So more than likely, it's going to be violence and probably more like occult kind yeah. of material. Which actually, you know, I'm into that definitely. Um, one thing, like I feel for Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro because I don't. It's not that I. I think I, I put a post up the other day, um, and it's not that I disagree with like Guillermo del Toro's way that he made the films. I just think like. There were certain elements that if, if these elements were in his films, I would have loved them so much more. Yeah. You know, and that was, like, maybe more attention to, like, the folklore or more attention maybe to, like, the stories that were being told in the books rather than taking as many liberties as he did. Um, mm-hmm. But I think anybody who's followed any of the Hellboy films knows that, you know, Mike Mignola, when those films were getting made initially, was kind of, he took a backseat. He's just like, oh, you're the movie people. Like, you do your thing. And... And we'll fucking, you know, and I'll just sit back. I'm the comic book guy, you know. It seems like, mm-hmm. you know, he always seemed like a pretty modest guy, you know, like, that. you know, movies aren't my thing or whatever. However, with this new news, um, he's credited as, like, a co-writer of the oh, story, cool. at least, for the film. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, this, Hellboy is probably my favorite comic book series ever. Um, yeah. Aside from, like, the X-Men or, like, you know, the given ones, Batman or whatever. But Hellboy is the one that, like, really, I was just like, the power of comics can be felt in storytelling. Yeah. And Mike Mignola is a fantastic storyteller. And not, again, not to diminish Guillermo del Toro, but I I think that Mike Mignola is a better storyteller than Guillermo del Toro across the board. <laughs> well, yeah. And, you I know, mean, they do two different mediums. You Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I think Del Toro more, like, when he gets to do what he wants, yeah. like, in, like, The Devil's Backbone, I think he's genius. Yeah. 
True. Um, that was a bold like statement. That. Let me take um, back half of that. I, I, <laughs> Let me I mean, there's half two, of that twenty. I just think they're two different kind of writers. Like, sure, um, sure. I think Magnolia is is uh, uh, straight and to the point. Like, the, anytime you read a Hellboy yeah. comic, it's not convoluted. There's not a lot of going on. It's usually Hellboy goes in, yeah. fucks up some shit, and then step you get a step. cool backstory yeah. of like the creature he's fighting. And then you know, there's a little bit of like relationship with like Abe and like uh, shit. Totally forgot the girl's name. Like the characters that uh, surround the Hellboy series. What is her name? Fuck. <laughs> I actually put on Hellboy just off Netflix because I was like, oh man, I kind of want to watch Hellboy. Those movies but, have a special um, place in my heart because without them, yeah. we would have never seen Hellboy. Period. I just think like when Del Toro got this property and wanted to make it, I think Magnolia because at that point he'd stop writing the comics. Yeah, he would come true. in and like do a cover, but he wouldn't really draw them anymore. I think he was just done with Hellboy for a while. Like he's just like, I want to move on to other things. I want to do. This was fun. I made you know like just here take the reins, you know and. Yeah. You know, I get that. I mean, if you, like you've been doing this for so long, it's just like God. Like, you know how many hours he might have to spend on set, just writing and just like being there. Maybe he just didn't want to put up with that. Just wanted to visit the set and be like, "Oh, cool, my creature's coming to life. This is awesome." Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. like he just wanted to be a fanboy. It's like I can't imagine if I made anything and then like say like Del Toro was like, "Maddie, I want to make your comic <laughs> yeah. into a film." I'd be like, "You do <laughs> yeah. what you do, Del Toro." I don't think I would say anything. Yeah. I mean, part of me would probably be like, um, that's wrong. Don't do that. But, you know, yeah. at the same time, the Thor, like, I, I feel like anytime I see an interview, he's so captivating and just so jolly. I'd just that's be like, true, do what yeah. you want. You are such yeah. a nice man that makes real fucked up movies. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, and that could be, you know, he probably charmed the pants off of Mike Magnola's say out of anything, you know, early yeah. on. Mike Magnola's like, you got it, man. You're totally, you're winging it. Like, well, I'm just going to, I'm the comic book guy. <laughs> yeah. But I anyways, mean, I know, think, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I think Hellboy's solid movie. The first one's solid. I hate all the like yeah. the side love story shit, but that's Del Toro. Yeah. You kind of ask for that. He loves a good yeah. love story. Or even if that's it's not true. even that great of a one, he just loves yeah. having that like romance. He, I think the thing with Del Toro is he loves to put everything in his movie because I, I feel like he's kind of mm-hmm. like me. I think a, a film should make you laugh, cry, and be a little terrified. you know. And I it's think like, he tries you know, to bring a, that to every very... movie. Yeah, that's a very, um, I, I want to say like Italian kind of thing. If you watch any Italian movie, it's got to make you laugh. It's it's got to make you cry. It's got to make you think, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of romance of filmmaking is is also prevalent in like the Mexican mm-hmm. way of storytelling too. And I think, and a lot of times, like I wish, like I love his Spanish movies a lot more than, or De, Del Toro. I mean, I love yeah. his Spanish movies a lot more than some of his English movies because I think, you know, part of me thinks he writes in Spanish sometimes. Maybe not, but maybe it's because he's writing in English. Like, I feel like there's some of, like, his sense of humor at times I've been like, I'm, I love Guillermo del Toro, but I don't really think he's that funny. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, yeah. He doesn't make me laugh. But anyway, that's a minor gripe. Um, and and with this new stuff, you know, just, just the, the pure fact that Mike Mignola is having more of a say now, this go-round. You know, it must those, those films must have made him feel some type of way or, you know, like maybe it's just a big fat check and they need his name to kind of like sell it to the fans or whatever. But I'm like, I'm obviously sold. Yeah. Um, you know, Neil Marshall directing. We haven't seen like you said, we haven't seen him do a film in a long time. I love Centurion. I love fucking Doomsday, The Sense, yeah. you know, Dog Soldiers. He's a solid fucking filmmaker who does that kind of grimy, gritty kind of mm-hmm. look, you know what I mean? Like, I can already see his Hellboy vision just by hearing his name, you know? Yeah. And makes me most excited outside of those two things is the the casting or potential casting of David Harbour from String- Stranger Things. Yes. Because I just see this guy's face, and then I look at the comic, and I look at his face, and I look at the comic, and I'm like, this guy is 
my Hellboy. Like I can see it in his face already. He's kind of like he just I just and he's so good as the cop and Stranger Things and other mm-hmm. things that we've seen in him, just like that straight across American kind of Joe. Mm-hmm. And I loved Ron Perlman's turn. Don't get me wrong. And I feel for the guy. He's kind of hurting on Twitter right now about <laughs> it, about this whole thing. Poor guy. But, you know, I love the guy, but I also feel like he leaned into it a little too hard sometimes. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that was him and Guillermo del Toro. And totally act, totally appropriate for the time, you know, early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s or whatever. Um, but we're in 2017 now, boy. And we have another crack at this. And my ultimate hope is that they it's a it's a sweeping you know sweeping simple yet epic magical dark folklore mythological film that's like you know i hate to say something like this but the only thing that comes to mind is like i want the fucking dark knight of hellboy movies yeah <laughs> you know isn't just that, that what that everyone thing? wants for their favorite yeah, you know like favorite comic yeah, <laughs> yeah i know it's the only way you can say it but you know like what you're saying about mike mcnola being like really straightforward like i kind of want that straightforward approach i don't i don't want so much as the the bold stylistic approach like i still want the style and stuff like that but you know like we we have the guillermo del toro films I really, I could like Neil Marshall, if it was like, you know, if it was like Mick G or somebody like signing on for Hellboy movie, I'm like, oh, these are going to be like, what's the, you have the fucking great Guillermo movies. Why are you going to do a Mick G movie? But Neil Marshall's a whole different story. And I'm just like, oh shit, that's not bad. That's actually like crazy enough to work. And then the dude, David Harbour, like I just can see his attitude and everything just, you know, I hope they do it. I I hope they take a, a different approach to the way that they do the makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, the one cool thing about the comics is that those illustrations are very simple, mm-hmm. so it leaves a lot to interpretation. And I loved Guillermo del Toro's design, I like the spirally designs and stuff all over the skin, and like the indented lines and stuff like that. All great stuff, really great stuff. But um, I'm very excited to see what a new effects crew and makeup crew can do uh, with the new version with this new look like it's just it's exciting to me because i'm like oh shit we might actually get hellboy movies that are like well you know like again the guillermo del toro hellboy movies are are not bad i like both of them i like the the just the part i hate the most is the little date part and that stupid goofy shit but otherwise super solid i like the second one a lot of really great production value but with this new one i just see the potential of being like something just a little bit closer to to the to the comic books like abe sapien especially like i really love doug jones abe sapien Mm -hmm. um but abe sapien did a whole hell of a lot more in the comics than he was able to do in the movies and so like i really hope that they explore him and and some of the side characters uh a bit more um in in a way that's probably more familiar to the comics hell yeah Yeah. i'm really hoping like as much as i'm not a fan of like CGing a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, that's I love Del Toro because he loves the practical, and that's why I love watching his movies because it's very little CG. Yeah, if he does do yeah. it, it's for enhancements, not it's a good like, mix of, of things. Yeah. yeah, but I'm really hoping we get like hoof feet, like the small legs for Hellboy. Oh, uh, I didn't even think about that. Um, I'm shit. I'm really hoping they like do some like green screen on that to like, like you said, I'd yeah, much rather see the it, Hellboy I know from the comics yeah. or as close as they can possibly get because I know that's probably hard. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you do crazy things with film today, so I'm sure they could yeah. shoot a whole movie like that. I mean, imagine, hey. like, you know, they did it with James McAvoy in the fucking um, the Narnia, Chronicles of Narnia films. Yeah. The first one, anyway. They had him, you know, he had those little hoof feet. Like, give That's me right. the hoof feet on Hellboy, motherfucker. Like, that would be so tight. 
But yeah, I'd oh. like to see that. I mean, part of me would be okay with like a motion capture Hellboy, like if it looks good. Sure. Like, I, um, I, yeah, you know what? Honestly, that you say that, I could totally that that seems most likely. Um, which you know, like, that's a that's a process that's going places, man. I'm really I'm not I'm not as much as I'm like for the longest time have hated on CG and would rather practical effects and practical makeup and stuff like that. You know, they've gone leaps and bounds into that and motion capture. So that seems probably more likely than anything. They probably save a lot of money doing that for sure. Yeah. Interesting point. Yeah. I'm very interested to see what they do with this Hellboy. And like you said, I think no Marshall's such a great choice having already jumped into like the, the darkness of like the descent and dog soldiers. I mean, this dude yeah. was meant to make a darker Hellboy for sure. Like, you know, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, it's I'm just excited to see what now. his vision like, will be. Yeah, and the thing that's so great about it all is that, you know, the last couple of years, all we were hearing is there's never going to be another Hellboy movie, period. That's mm-hmm. all we heard for like the last few years. And then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, they're like, oh, they're going to make a new Hellboy movie. We're like, what the fuck is going on in Hollywood? They must be like out of money or something. <laughs> and then to hear McNoll, hear who's involved with everything, it's just like, oh shit, this is like, you know, what it seems like probably happened is they knew, you know, the cult following from the first films is there, and you know, Del Toro, Die Hard's like, how could you not? Again, he's a lovable teddy bear. Like, how could you not love the guy? And Ron yeah. Perlman, you know, like everybody loves these guys. But it seems like kind of uh, maybe a little bit of clandestine activity in order to get, you know, like, you know, uh, the dude uh, Jeffrey Tambor put up a, t- a tweet about. You know Mike Mignola and his loyalties to Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman and Doug Jones. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, like he had a pretty heavy hand in those films, even though he wasn't directly involved with the story, as far as I know. Um, he was still yeah. consulted for artwork, and he was still, you know, he was still tight with those guys. So Jeffrey Tambor kind of called out Mike Mignola um, about his loyalties, and he's like, "Nice of you to fucking turn your back on these guys or whatever," you know. And it turned into this kind of like pretty messy little Ooh. Twitter thing. Um, but you know, like Jeffrey Tambor, he's old school, you know, you stick by the people you fucking stick by. But so it seems like there may have been some clandestine activity where it's like the license was freed up somehow, or maybe the company that still has the license is just this or whatever, or whatever. Or maybe it was Mike Mignola who was just like, you know, there's probably a better way these films could get made. Or maybe it was Neil Marshall who was like, you know, check out this vision for a Hellboy movie. And I just really feel like me and Neil Marshall would be good friends. <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder how it all went down. I'm, you know, um, I don't know. Hollywood's a strange place, man. And, you know, yeah, I don't know. I feel like to bring back Ron Perlman this far out of the game and like Del Toro, yeah. like it might not make sense. Like it would have been rough. It would have been Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull rough. Yeah. No, I no, mean, I'm just <laughs> I'm just in I mean, terms I of age, it, you know, in terms yeah, of like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I think it would be cool if um, Perlman showed up as like a minor like demon or something like. A, oh, yeah. Just as like, I don't know, just somehow to put him yeah, in like it. a throwback like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's, just like that's what a little cameo or something. Yeah. That's what Jeffrey Tambor was kind of like hinting at. Like, you know, it's like it's like more power to you. Do what you're going to do. But like, you know, at least at least pay credit to the people that that got you there. You know, that was his whole argument. Yeah. And so, you know. It's an interesting state of affairs. I'm like, I'm ecstatic about the news, you know, and I feel for the other guys that were involved in the first films. But, you know, my my excitement kind of like trumps that because I love Hellboy so much. And, you know, no matter whose feelings get hurt, if we get a fucking 
you know, if we get like a really great, fantastic dark night of Hellboy films, I will be, I could die happy. That would yeah. be awesome. That would be <laughs> ultimate for me steeped in just like folklore and mythological like references and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like American gods is kind of doing that on the TV show, which I really love, love the book. I love how they're doing it so far. Um, but you know, like American gods is pretty fucking R rated, you know what I mean? And maybe oh, like yeah. Hellboy wants to dance in those waters a little bit and, and I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, man. I was just, when they announced, I was like, what is this going to be an animated movie? Like, what is this? And then like right, showed the guy, yeah. then they cast the stranger things detect or sheriff. And I was like, fuck man, they're like live action in this shit. Like, I mean, I, I'm in, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe Mike Magnolia had a chance not to be a part of it. And then he's like, right. maybe I want to be a part of it this time, you yeah. know, just to yeah. get my, to finally see a vision come true. Maybe he has an all new story. Cause it's called like Hellboy and the something, something, right? Like the um, blood queen or something. The blood queen. Yeah. I'm yeah, into so. that shit. Hell yeah. So I'm wondering <laughs> if it's just like a story he wants to tell. You know, the, it needs, you know. it needs, it needs like those Leviathan Lovecraftian serpents and it needs to it, wolves and, and li, uh, lilies sprouting from blood droplets, you know, like this really metaphorical kind of visual stuff you know uh, also dancing within this like kind of like co- covert operative kind of things you know like mm-hmm. i don't know it's just like now that they've there's like the now that we know that we there's a really high potential of us getting more hellboy movies mm-hmm. um i'm just like oh, it's just like it kind of reopened the box you know there's so much potential here because we're so many years out from the first two which is cool you know i mean it's like it's a stretch on it's like when nolan got the batman movies from Sh- uh, schumacher and uh and Tim Burton, you know what I mean? It's just a, a changing of, of, of the guard. It's like a changing of eras and stuff like that. So, you know, it's unfortunate that the same team couldn't come back and do the other thing. Cause I would have totally watched and loved a third Hellboy movie. And I'm sure it would have been great. Um, yeah. however, we're in a, we're, we're in a place where it can be like kind of a fresh start. And, um, with Mike McNoah on board, I hope it's, I hope it's, I hope it's about, I hope the entire venture is about, telling the stories the way that the comic books have have told them in a lot of way just just with a lot more details and depth you know in in my opinion um so hopefully those details and those that depth from the comics will be in this new movie or whatever yeah (laughs) i'm just like i'm uh, that was some fucking fucking hot news that day baby Dude, out of fucking nowhere. Like, yeah. I never, I was just like, well, Hellboy's done. We'll never see another one of those. And then it's like, <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. I know. It's just like, ah, oh, that's sad. Like, that's too bad. Because I'm always like, I like those movies, but then I'm like, they could have been so much better. And every time somebody, anytime somebody knocks on Del Toro's Hellboy movies, I'm like, oh, I like them. But, you know, you should read the comics, if anything. So, like, Hopefully people will just know after this next film. Hopefully they'll just be like, "Oh, I love that shit. It got me into those comics." You know, I'm like, that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Some of the best storytelling ever, and it, you know, it, 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 it skirts the line with this like really interesting antihero, you know, and it plays into our own Catholic Christian mythology here in the states. Not not that I'm Catholic or Christian, but you know what I mean. The overall, yeah. um, but it also plays in in old Gaelic tribal things. You know, they. Del Toro's my biggest gripe is like Del Toro didn't like dance. Maybe he did, but maybe not enough in like the mythologies that str- are strung together in the comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he did some of that with like Samael and some of the charms and some of the other things. But it seems like a lot of what went into those Hellboy films was like you know like the Golden Army was his own personal inventiveness, 
which I appreciate. But then at the same time, I was like, there's probably some fucking crazy monsters you could get out of some folklore. And another thing is playing up the horror aspect of Hellboy, mm-hmm. which would be huge. And that's another reason why Neil Marshall is such a good choice. Because like if there if we can get legitimate, not jump out scares in this film, like just legitimate creepy shit with creatures and shadow, light and shadow, atmosphere. If you can get some really creepy shit in here, Lovecraftian stuff, oh, then we'll be fucking really cooking with fire. Yeah. Fuck, I love Hellboy. <laughs> Dude, I was just like, honestly, I was just like, fucking, like, what? Where is this? I don't know, man. I just was like, every once in a while, the movie where the Hollywood surprises you with choices and things, like, right out the gate, like, director and possible star. I was just like, fuck, man. Like, ugh, like who's having these conversations and not letting me in on them? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, I, I don't feel like this is right. You should have let me know. You should have prepared me for this news, not just dropped all this bombshell on me. You know, I needed to, I needed to build up to this. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, whoa, what? Hey, what? There's gonna be another Hellboy movie? <laughs> yeah, I just That's yeah, I'm, a, I'm super psyched. I'm super psyched to see what comes of it. I'd love to see some artwork. Just yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you know. totally. But you know, uh, and just like the whole like any kind of controversy around it, it's like, man, this shit happens all the time in Hollywood. Yeah. I, but this is the first time I've heard like a director and then an actor cast that I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, All right. like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially just like straight from left field like that. And then like, again, like David Harbour, I'm just like, you don't even think about it until it's right in front of your face. And then you're just like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, that dude's Hellboy. Like, let's go. Let's go on an adventure. Yeah. Ready. You know, I could just already see it. I'm like, I'm getting giddy. I honestly thought if we got Hellboy again, it would be like a Netflix, like animated series or like a show. Yeah, like, you yeah know, you more have the like, animation. Yeah. Or even just like a live action show, like uh, that, like Netflix or Hulu or you know one of those other channels would just kind of be like, yeah, sure, we'll do a Hellboy show. That sounds cool. We need our Stranger Things, or yeah. you know, we need something that's like comic booky, but like no one's really doing with this dark element to it. Um, but I never thought it'd be another like major motion picture kind of event. You know, I thought it would be a smaller screen kind of. Right. If, if we ever got Hellboy again, so that's exciting yeah, for that. Or he shows up in some kind of like crossover weirdness or something like that. They're tra- testing the waters to see if he, you know, like I don't know. I always thought it would be cool. I was really hoping that the Hellboy movies would take out, would do really well, and there might be like a BPRD uh, show and oh, get like yeah. an Abe Sapien fronted thing, and then like Hellboy would be the big events movies. Oh, that and would be Then awesome. you could have the cast go from the television show yeah. to the film. Um, yeah, because no one one's of, no one's yet to do that. Like really, you know? yeah, yeah. So one of my favorite characters from the comics is the Roger the Homunculus. Yeah, and uh, you know, you you there's in the background of the second one that he's kind of floating around out of focus in like a glass case or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just a really fantastic character. The the comic Conquer Worm is a really is a really good reference for some of his antics. Like he's just like a he's kind of like this big adorable puppy that like does what you need him to because he's your golem. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just like he's just you know there's a small part of him that's like trying to come to terms with existence you know and he's just mm-hmm. so simple minded. Such a good character. Um, you know so I hope I hope I hope at least they set up some of that or you know like. Again, like if I can get some really solid Abe Sapien action, oh, dude. Um, not not that it wasn't again in the Del Toro films, but I need more of that, um, especially to see a new Abe Sapien design and to see him go more more actively into missions. It seems like he they kind of in Del Toro's he kind of took a back seat as just like this scientific like 
voice of reason. Um, in the comics, he was like a hands-on in the field operative, you know, and they fucking mm-hmm. went on missions and they, and they, you know, they took care of business. And so like, I am definitely hoping for a lot cause it could easily be fucking James Bond with demons, you know, like, Oh yeah. I, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> I always loved the Abe Sapien design, even Del Toro's yeah. design. The thing that always bugged yeah. me is he had to wear that fucking device. Yeah. Because the thing I loved about Abe was he could breathe right. air or breathe water. Yeah, and he was kind of, yeah, you didn't really even know why, but he just, like, you know, they kept it simple, which I which I love, too. Um, that being said, the uh, Doug Jones Abe Sapien design is probably one of the just the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I remember yeah. I bought the action figures. I wish I still had them. I'm so stupid. I think I gave them away my NECA Hellboy figures. Great oh, figures. Yeah. But I had the Abe Sapien, and I remember just, like, holding that hunk of plastic in my hand and just being like, this is just like just the design of it is just like this is such a fantastic thing to look at like it's just such a beautiful strange alien thing i remember and seeing that on screen in del toro's versions was really a joy for me yeah. um, abe's probably my favorite character out of the whole series uh oh yeah so. I, he's definitely my hot like, damn man yeah I mean, I hope he's in it but i'd also be fine if it's just straight up hellboy on yeah. an adventure if i can make one like an casting early. If I can make one casting suggestion, I would say um, use Mark Ruffalo for uh, Trevor Broom or Brutenholm or whatever. Yeah. The, the the fatherly scientist who took uh, Hellboy under his wing. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see. I just want to see Mark Ruffalo in some old man makeup or something. Um, <laughs> either either him or mm, I can't seem to think who. John Hurt did a really good job of that character. Yeah. R.I.P. What, what, what little bit? Yeah. Oh, R.I.P what little bit um we were able to see in the first film but i don't know why but mark ruffalo just kind of jumps into my mind um liz is the girl's name so i'm just like now i'm going to be chomping at the bit for like who they're going to cast for who and already david such a good cast i don't know i'm I'm excited well i really like that he's (laughs) yeah i really like that they're taking this like because i mean david harbour is a huge actor i mean he's huge because of stranger things but like before that he wasn't you know, yeah. so I like that. I hope they keep the cast kind of like maybe these like indie darlings or something, you know, yeah. um, just like people you've seen do a lot of stuff. Like yeah. I wouldn't mind like Lou Taylor P- uh, Pucci doing a Abe Sapien or something. Um, Who's that? Super, he's a, he was in the um, he was a lot of indie stuff. He was in uh, the Evil Dead remake. He was the dude with glasses and long hair. OK, OK. But it's super skinny. Just like I, yeah. I think it'd be kind of fun to maybe have a younger Abe or something yeah um, that'd be cool just kind of yeah I, I mean i don't know like kind of mess around like i think mark Ru- ruffalo done up with some like grayish hair but a younger so we can maybe get more yeah, professor yeah. bloom set would it be cool. set it in like the set it in like the 50s or something yeah. or maybe like no set it in like the 60s or something like that you know and like i don't know there's a lot you could do there's a lot you could do or maybe keep it more contemporary um but but yeah, you just have like it's gonna be so cool to see who they start casting for for whatever else because you know hopefully like the fan base that exists now you know or Hellboy fans like myself are are really excited and chomping at the bit for every news tidbit and like kind of feeling you know I'm sure the companies that made the post or re- put out the releases for this news were like you know they're gauging the social media response and stuff like that to know how to market it and stuff like that so my hope is that like it's excited a lot more people than it's disappointed. Yeah. 
I've just I, I, I'm interested to see what the casting is going to be like. Who's going to be who, and then that'll also bring up like what story are they going like? Are they going to throw in other, any other stories? Is this an all new original thing from Mike? That you just like wanted yeah. to get out there, and maybe someone read a script that he wrote for a comic, and they're like, you know what? Maybe we want to reboot Hellboy. This this script's good, you know. And yeah, you know, I, I don't know, man. I just that news just coming out with like everything else that's coming out. Just like I don't know, man. It just took me by. <laughs> I'm not shocked very much by like Hollywood. I kind of know what's coming most of the time, and I just kind of signed off Hellboy. I was like, well, we won't see Hellboy again. That's fine. At least there's the comic world, yeah. and I'll always have Hellboy comics till you know I can't read anymore or I'm gone. You know, so that's nice. That's I'll always have that. And then to, for this to come out, I was just like, fuck. I know Stefan's excited. I know Joey's probably yeah. excited, you know. Yeah, um, totally. So. Like, I'm excited to hear his, uh, what he thinks about it, too, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what, like, I mean, I, I feel like so far the direction is good, and I can't imagine, you know, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Doug Jones come back and playing Abe Sapien again. <laughs> yeah totally. if they wanted yeah. to do that yeah. but he might <laughs> yeah. he he might have like some Definitely. strong feelings about the as long as they don't this. do some dumb shit and cast like Channer, channing tatum or something oh no i don't think that i mean <laughs> no, i feel like this yeah i feel like this movie is going to be pretty small budget compared to like Gil, del toro i was thinking film. about that today again like not to personally knock channing tatum but i was thinking about like he's still contracted to play gambit and i'm just like fuck that shit like you yeah. can't. There's like probably a million other great actors who could pull off that Cajun thing than Channing Tatum, just because he's you know he's bankable or whatever. But yeah, uh, he doesn't even have longer hair. I yeah. mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, he could, to me, he's like a little too baby faced, a little too pouty to be like you know this like. I like the rugged handsomeness of Gambit that's in the comics. You know what I mean? Like that it's it's all about his charm. You know what I mean? And like his con man status or whatever. And I just feel like Channing Tatum's just going to be like selfie face the whole movie. <laughs> you know, I so. feel he's also I think his stature is a little too big. I'd like for him to maybe lose some pounds, be a little sure, more sure, yeah, yeah, be a little more roguish and by comparison, I can't think of who would be a good Gambit. But I guarantee there's probably five other actors out there who'd be a fantastic Gambit. Yeah, I mean, there's probably people who don't even look that rugged, but like give him some longer hair and make it a little greasy Could would really be perfect. Could really bring the character to life or something. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think of anyone that I would like. I think um, I kind of like the guy who was um, fuck, what's his name? Boyd Holbrook from uh, Logan. Yeah, he'd be. Dope. I think he'd, he'd be a really I think good he'd be, gambit. Because uh, I liked his like I liked his like country accent he was doing in yeah. uh, Logan, but I mean. I, for me, I kind of want a little bit of a Cajun accent. I don't think it has to be full on, because yeah. it's gonna be hard to fucking understand. <laughs> like you're yeah. gonna need subtitles in this fucking movie. Yeah, but I, I need that I reading, inflection. Yeah, I was reading some of Mutant Genesis the, uh, a little while back, and it was always like a mix of um, like this English French kind of like you would say something in English and finish his sentence in French or something like. Yeah, I feel like you could pull it off with some goodness. It's really it would really just be the accent, you know, and the and the ease that that accent came out of somebody because like just looking at Channing Tatum I'm just like he's a good actor I'll give him that but like I don't know if he's really got it in him to pull that accent off I feel like it would slip up and it would be apparent yeah I mean I don't know like it's one of those cases where like I'd love if they just dropped a Gambit movie on me but I almost want like him to show up in something beforehand and then give me a Gambit movie just to set up because yeah, I don't know. I feel like yeah. you can make her. Like, we'll I feel like he needs to show up in the next X Men movie or something, and that would be a yeah. good way to. Yeah. Like, because we don't and have think, we don't have Wolverine anymore, so like 
until they recast him or whatever. So give us Gambit. Like there hasn't been a good Gambit yet. That's true. You know, yeah, there's you only could one. be an easy step in. You know what I mean for that roguish kind of anti-hero type of character. You could really lend a lot of. Um, yeah. Because you could start him off as a yeah. villain for the first part of the movie, and then he's like, totally, "Oh fuck, yeah. I need to help That'd you guys." Cool. Hunting out you know. a beef or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but. Well, yeah, I don't know, but, man. Um, in other <laughs> X Men news, let's just run down a couple little news tidbits that hit this week. Cool. Um, in other X Men news, this was out announced today: the New Mutants film, film that's slated for I think next summer, uh, cast Wolfsbane and Magic, the characters Wolfsbane and yeah. Magic. Um, and Mizey Williams as Wolfsbane, which I think is going to be a fucking awesome casting. I hope they, yes. I hope her design looks just as cool as that casting is because I think it's like spot on. Um, not only that, but the girl from Split, Anya Taylor Joy, the kind of main character from Split, Split, who was also in The Witch. Yeah. Um, she's been cast as Magic, and after The Witch, I'm like, this is fucking dope. Someone's getting typecast. Uh, just, I mean, why yeah, not maybe, ride the maybe train? So, you know, like ride the train, riding, man. Riding the chain of these tortured kind of like mystic kind of characters or what have you. Um, but I love that girl. She's great. She was my favorite part of Split easily. Well, McAvoy is probably my favorite part, but she was really great. I mean, um, she's and, a great up and coming actress, man. Yeah, like and I uh, love she, the witch. Yeah, I mean, her fate, like just her whole look, like just commands. Like when she's on screen, it's just like that's all you're looking at. Yeah. You know, yeah. like her, I, I loved her performance in Split. I thought it was great. You know, I, I could have used a little more of her and less of the other two girls, but you know, whatever. Right, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought she was great in The Witch. I, I think that movie is fucking a great horror film. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says because I know there are haters out there because of the time period and the way things are done and blah blah blah. But whatever, I think it's a great horror film. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm glad that you know her and. Uh, Game of Thrones girl or you know getting into the Marvel universe I mean it's, yeah. it's a good move for them as young actors like yeah. why not being and I'm excited for New Mutants yeah. I don't know that much about them but it'll be fun to maybe see something that kind of like Guardians where people don't know a lot about these characters yeah. and the director of this film yeah. will get a little more free reign with some aspects of it where it's not like yeah. a big Marvel property like you know like I feel like when you get X-Men or something like they're reined in more you yeah. know, like whoever owns the rights to it and stuff. So, and I feel like yeah. with with the way Guardians is gone and like Deadpool and all this other stuff that's happening, I feel like Marvel's like they used to keep like a tight string around everything and they're loosening it, man. They're like, let these directors do what they got to do. Maybe so, yeah. And I mean, this is also these are being handled by Fox more than anything. Yeah. Um. So the input from Marvel is probably limited. Hopefully, it's it's enough so that they're starting to to form some cohesion around the X-Men universe, which it mm -hmm. still seems like they're kind of like struggling to what, what they want to do with it. But especially after the end of um, Logan, you know, that kind of put to bed the old X-Men film. So not only one calling the new film, new mutants, um, introducing a whole new cast of mutants that's set kind of in that same mythology, um, I think is a really smart move on Fox's part. Um, yeah. it, you know, that also gives them a lot of room to take liberties with the thing, but I hope they keep things like recognizable, fairly simple. This is the team that has cannonball boomer magic sunspot. Um, you know, these were like side characters in the X-Men universe, the younger characters, but it's, it's cool because we don't have to re tell the story of Cyclops, Jean, Wolverine, storm, professor X and stuff anymore. Um, as much as I would love to see those those characters in better movies and like more movies, 
Um, mm-hmm. It's cool. Not only did, like these casting choices, I'm like, oh, this is good. Like, you know, they, you know, like in Mizey, somebody like Mizey Williams, who's on Game of Thrones, she probably has a fair amount of like influence in terms of like uh, her status with Game of Thrones and how, you know, she, she's probably getting paid pretty big bucks for being uh, Arya Stark. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. the biggest show on television right now, probably. Um so to have her sign on and be confident about it, hopefully it's confident, not just the money thing, but you know, hopefully they're confident in wanting to do a project and jumping onto a comic book franchise and the other girl, how great she is, Anya Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. It, it, it's, I'm, I'm excited for the, for, for new mutants. And I think this is going to be cool. I hope the designs are good. Um, for those who don't know magic, Anya Taylor joys character is the sister of Colossus who's featured in the Deadpool film. So hopefully also there's, there's a fair amount of, uh, uh, cohesion with these different films and how cool. they how they'll ultimately like connect you know because I kind of feel like that's just the formula now that's just the way it goes and mm-hmm. if you're going to do anything comic book oriented you can't just do like an adaptation anymore of like a single comic property if it connects to other other properties you kind of have to consider those other properties or else you're going to run into the the pitfalls of like having to get rid of some of your canon or having to reboot things. I think in terms of films, franchises that are based on comic book series, TV series, video games, or whatever, at this point, because of the MCU, have to consider the the big picture as opposed to just the small stories that they want to tell. So really interesting time. I would really like to see them set it after um, Logan. Like maybe we get like yeah, Laura X twenty three at the end yeah. of it or something. Yeah, I hope. Actually I think it'd be a good way to very, introduce her. Yeah, I hope that that's the pivot point that they use to where they're like, all right, you know, like, you know, like, the, you know, the idea of recasting Wolverine is something, I guess. But then it's just a reboot. It's just a rehash, and they'll probably have to retell some of that story. Who knows? But it would be a smart move, I think, if they use this as the pivot point to just be like, this is the next, you know, this is where the X-Men universe is, go- is going. Yeah. You know, and, and now is the time for these side characters. We've, we've been, you know, for better or worse, we've gotten our Wolverine stories. We've gotten our Phoenix stories. We've gotten our Professor X stories. Mm-hmm. You know, how much more can we dance on them if it's not going to be more reminiscent to the comics that we all know and love? Yeah. Um, than just moving forward with with the story with new mutants with new characters i think that would be a smart move on fox's part yeah i agree yeah i'm excited so to that, see yeah, the rest of the casting news. for this film that's some interesting shite mm-hmm. uh, what else is going on this motherfucking week mm-hmm. a lot of kind of interesting stuff a lot of not really interesting stuff um, what are you What are you feeling about Alien Covenant now that there's been reviews? I haven't read anything, so I'm staying away from it. I'm just gonna go watch it. Um, um I mean, feel about the anticipation factor. Oh of, yeah, uh, I did want to talk to you Covenant. about like your comment that you wrote. Um, I'm oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally agreeance in everything you said, by the way. But I do feel yeah. like one of the misgivings of Prometheus, like besides like script plot holes and just dumb fucking horror devices, that you know a better. A better direct, like really, Scott's a great director. I think he gets uh-huh. great performances out of people. I think he visually can command a screen. I think Prometheus looks beautiful. The score is great. Um, 
the creature the creatures that are in it i enjoy the creature design for the most part um i just think like just all those characters fall flat i don't care literally about anyone in that movie maybe maybe the david robot is the only person like that is interesting in it at all um like elizabeth shaw is okay but it's like it's not as good as ripley and i'm not saying i need her to be ripley because they're two different characters but you know one of my things was it's like you showed us the coolest creature in your movie at the very end and then there's nothing Right. And I feel like that should have been a halfway point, and then there should have been like a, yeah. you know a cool creature battle or m- more engineers battling this like little alien that could have grown to something yeah. bigger, blah blah blah. Yeah. And I just I feel like that was a really missed opportunity, and I understand he didn't want to make Alien again, but I was like, you know, Alien is a movie about space truckers fighting one monster. Like you can easily right. have stuff be reminiscent of that, but also change it. I mean, you yeah. have people who make thousands of millions of dollars writing scripts like no one could have come up with a better idea so i think like alien covenant will be in a better like i think it'll be a great horror creature feature but i i'm also very worried i i I think michael fassbender's character will obviously because from what i know david and then walter are also in it so it's gonna be interesting to see those two different fassbenders like interact with one another so that'll be cool to see and i feel like most of the people are gonna be like I don't, we're not going to have a Ripley. I assume the new girl will probably live through this film. Um, I'm kind of hoping Danny McBride makes it through too. Um, Me too. <laughs> um, but um, totally. it'll be interesting to see. I think there's enough interesting people in the cast um, to maybe yeah. you know push this forward. And from what I've read about some of the reviews I've read, that like to watch this then go back and watch Prometheus makes Prometheus a little more bearable <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Um, so I feel like he has an idea. I think it's just going to take three films or four. To finally, like, once it's all said and done, we're going to be like, oh, okay. I get, like, I don't get some of the dumb decisions people made, but I kind of get, like, the story he wanted to tell. But I do yeah. think, like, him taking the advice of, like, the fans and, like, giving us... Like, I didn't need a xenomorph in this necessarily. I just think, like, the Alien franchise is based off seeing monsters. It's a monster movie. Right. So, therefore, you have to have some kind of monster in it. And, like, yeah, yeah Prometheus did, but, it, it, like, that wasn't the main pro, like that wasn't your main protagonist like the thing that you're trying to survive it was more just like greedy businessmen who are old and like shitty and like you know right. i don't know like trying to i just they, prometheus could have been a much better movie um i think the yeah. engineers it just being could, yeah being inherently evil and just wanting to kill the human race was just like come on man like let's have a conversation like let's have this intellectual conversation with another being that created us that to me is more interesting than them just automatically wanting to fight and kill us like now if the conversation went south and they decided that humans are fucked up that's cool i can deal with yeah. that yeah. but there's no conversation had it's just like their the idea yeah and i was like <laughs> i you know i don't know i feel like having the engineers talk with the humans and maybe more engineers like being like oh we fucked up this planet and there's a being on here and we need to get rid of all this this contamination goo and shit that's like happening yeah. you know i feel yeah. like that would have been a more interesting story and then yeah. if there was a divide between the engineers and like or some humans sided with the engineers and others didn't and there's like slight like battle i don't know i feel like i made a better movie just talking about it out loud but um yeah <laughs> I, i'm happy for i'm happy for alien i'm really excited for it but it's like a reserved yeah. excitement just yeah. because I'm, I'm happy to see the xenomorph again. Some of the, the newest like little TV spot is a, a facehugger spot. And the way it fucking moves, dude, is so cool. It's like is just it? bouncing off the walls, moving I so fast. I saw a fast. picture of it, yeah. Yeah, and um, okay. you know, I, I think a lot of I, – I think graphically it's going to look great. Like we're going to see the xenomorph more of like move like we've never seen it before. Yeah. And I'm very excited about a lot of this because I think anything that the Alien franchise has lacked is like having – 
the ability of like the CG of today. Like Alien vs. Predator was like close to it, but it's like those still were like a limited budget and those like early 2000s movies, you know? Yeah. Like this yeah. is like 2017. We're going to get to see like Xenomorphs do cool shit. We're going to get to see this new creature, yeah. the Neomorph, which I'm super excited about to see like okay. its genesis and like how it plays into the... Because they are kind of pale skin, so I'm wondering if that's from an engineer or right, exactly, yeah. So. so it's like this this ancient intelligent race mixing with the whatever genetic mutation that happens with these morphs of any type. So it'll be cool to see like it. One, it'd be cool to see them go into the backstory of the xenomorph more mm-hmm. because it seemed like Prometheus wanted to do that, but then it ultimately ended up creating a new creature. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's like, it's like, wait, where are you going? That's where it really frustrated me. And like, you know, there's a lot of things I do like about Prometheus, but it's just when it comes down to it, it's like characters and story. I'm like, please just give me characters and story. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, you know, even after my post that I put up basically stating like, if you know, because like Ridley Scott had said something like basically like we didn't show the monster enough. And it's just his old guy rationale. He's like, we didn't show the monster enough, so we just got to show the monster more, and it'll yeah. be a better movie. And I'm just like, not exactly. However, after having posted that and then like hearing you talk about it and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, just put more of the monster. And if that's you know, if that'll make the movie like scarier or or you know what I mean, or more engaging, then maybe that is the right ticket. You know, um, mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do hope that there are some really good characters. I hope that they spend more time you know rather than setting them up because you know there's going to be all kinds of fucking bloody murder in this film no dude yeah um i i I hope it's characters that i care about i hope it's a conflicted kind of enjoyment with what the xenomorph or the neomorphs are doing um i'm not sure how many there will be but uh yeah but you know i hope it's a good balance of those things and i have really not been voluntarily like reading any of the reviews or anything like that i'm like all right well that's one thing but we'll see when i get in there and watch it so you know if anything i think a lot of what i've read in just the little headlines or the little blurbs has been like it's it's kind of like a callback to the original alien film Mm -hmm. so you know it's going to be really interesting to say because it seems like it's really people are on the fence about it and you never really know even when the reviews come out early you never really know how like the public is going to respond to it this could be like the biggest fucking alien movie ever Mm -hmm. you know it could have a little bit of everything aliens alien and alien 3 maybe like it could have just a little bit of everything that you know maybe it's just that fine syrupy reduction that that ridley scott has been able to produce because of the criticisms of all the other films that he's either been produced produced or like directed so I'm 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 really excited about it. Again, like kind of what you're saying, like a reserved excitement. You're probably a ten times more excited than I am. Um, but you know, hearing that earlier at first, I was like, oh, that's your excuse, Ridley Sky, just more monster, or I, you know, like let's just throw filmmaking out the window and just throw you know whatever. However, yeah, um, I, I I can I can take a little bit a back step from some of the comments I made in the post and just be like, you know what, I'm I'm excited for it to come out. It's going to be a really fine looking sci-fi film. If it's if it's got at least you know ten to fifteen percent more character and story than Prometheus had, I think I'll be pretty happy and think it'll be a pretty cool movie. Um, and it looks fantastic; it just looks great. So, yeah, I, yeah, I'm ex- like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm also nervous because yeah. I mean, I, I don't want Alien again, and I don't want Aliens. I have those right, movies; yeah, I don't need them yeah. again. We um, need that third film that stands up next to those, and we were hoping it was going to be Prometheus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
we were able to like as much as I have like you know resurrection is 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 got a got a sweet spot in my heart even Alien Three you know like oh, I, dude, I enjoyed those love movies, both of them you know <laughs> yeah exactly but but I think as fans of those films um, we're willing to disavow those because we want that third pillar film that stands up next to the first two mm-hmm. yeah I, I think the I because from what I've read, Ridley's already like the script's almost done for the next Alien movie, and like they're filming it next year, so it'll be out in yeah. 2019. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I'm super excited that he's like kind of like you know towards the. I mean, you know, he's getting older; he's not going to be around, true, you know, forever. And I'm glad that if he had anything he wanted to do with the Alien franchise that he never got to do because he wanted to do other things, you know, I'm glad he's getting it out, you know, because I mean, so, no, will we get no Blomkamp's Alien? Probably, maybe it'll be after Ridley's gone. You know, I can wait. I can wait for that, or you know, uh, or just take it in a different direction. I was saying yeah. I was watching Prometheus though, and then I watched Alien Three, and the Alien Three director's cut is a much better film than the, than the theatrical release. But yeah, I never watched it. I really I, have to. Yeah, dude, it's great. Like, there's like there's one scene they like just the uh, my favorite part is the way the alien comes about in the director's cut. Yeah, they yeah, found like yeah. this dead bull on the beach. And they bring it in, and there's an alien inside it. Like, the guy holds up the oh, face hugger, and he's like, what's this thing? And yeah. they're like, come on, we're going to lunch or whatever. And he's like, just drops it. Yeah. And it comes out of this pool, and they do this really cool, it's not, I think it's just a stop-motion animation of a oh, little wow. alien, like, dog-looking creature come out of the yeah. pool and then just run Is that across the, photo the screen. You posted earlier? Yeah, it's one of my yeah, favorite shots of okay, that's cool. that David Fincher movie. And, and that's, so, that's not in the original cut? No, because it comes out of a dog. And there, Do you remember right, the scene? Yeah. You remember the scene where the guy's like cleaning the fan right, and he like looks right. down that pipe and the dog's like whining? Yeah. Um, the alien comes out of that origin in the theatrical right, cut. Right. Um, okay. But then there's another character played by Paul McGann who was like a a, a doctor who a doctor at some point. Yeah. Um, but he plays this crazy dude that like sees the alien and sees his friends getting killed and has this like a, re- a, a religious epiphany that this is some kind of like mystical dragon creature. And yeah. his whole turn in that entire movie, which is totally lost, he's just a crazy guy. And the theatrical cut is, I mean, is he's like yeah. this re- religious fanatic who thinks the alien's talking to him because really? they catch the alien halfway through the movie, and then he yeah. lets it out. Okay. And it's just like I like these, that. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, it's like all these little things that make this like sh- like this theatrical shitty kind of movie that has like yeah. you know some cool moments in it, and you know like the CG at the time is kind of shitty, but like. Still did some cool stuff, like, limited, you know, in it for the time. Um, it makes it so much better, man. It just gives so much more depth to it. Um, yeah. Uh, there is a scene, too, that was cut that the audio is lost when you watch the director's cut. That's, like, you just have to read subtitles during it. Yeah. But it's a cool scene. It gives more character development. It's, like, stuff that, like, you want as a in a film. Um, yeah. You know, do I think it's a worthy successor to Aliens? No, but I do think it's a fun film. Like some of these films that just come out that are in your franchises, I just chalk them up to like one shots. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it yeah, features right, your character, yeah. but it's like getting a one shot comic, you know? It's like, that was yeah. a cool story, but that's kind of all I need of it, you know? Yeah, but I was thinking honest, like after watching so, Alien I, 3. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, to be honest, I, I hope like some of the more, the bigger comic, like MCU, because we know that Kevin Feige has said stuff about like the next phase four of the marvel universe is going to be a little bit less like massive as the avengers films and stuff have been um it'd mm-hmm. be cool if they took more of that like kind of one shot uh idea and and place them to movies like just put these heroes that we're already familiar with in these the smaller stories that you know we can see them do yeah. their thing and yeah but anyway go ahead go ahead what you're saying 
I just after watching Alien Three, I was like, man, I want to see Sigourney in one more Alien film before yeah, totally. before her time is oh, like she can't just do that please. stuff anymore. Um, I don't know how I want that done, but you know, I don't know if Ridley Scott needs to do it or you know, um, Blom but, Camp. So yeah, so like yeah, I would love to see, I would love to see that alien movie, and he's gonna have to do it soon because people are just getting older. But yeah. you know, if anyone can figure it out, I think it's Blomkamp. I mean, there yeah. are some talented fucking writers out there. They're probably just itching to make a fucking cool ass alien movie, like a worthy successor to Aliens. You know, even if it yeah. is set super in the future. And I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't even mind if it's a clone of Ripley. You know, I thought that like yeah. that Joss Whedon Alien Resurrection, like. I think visually it does some weird stuff, but you know I've never read the original script or what like Joss yeah. Whedon really wanted. True. But the version we got by the director of Amelie, like it's a fun movie, man. It's like and yeah. it has Joss Whedon written all over it. It's like a ragtag team of people. It's yeah, like Firefly really like with that. aliens <laughs> and yeah, I, much darker I love characters. It, you know, and that 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 scene when the fucking human xenomorph hybrid or whatever, yeah, alien in it that when it's being sucked out of the ship, like. It was like it was a strange kind of disturbing for me when I saw it oh, as yeah, a child, and I was like, "This is just so." I don't know how to feel about this, but I remember really enjoying the film and that being like, you know, because it was a part of her. Mm-hmm. They set up that whole thing like it was like a part of her, like a child of hers, and she's seeing it being like eviscerated. It's being sucked out of this spaceship. I was like, "That's what? some heavy shit, man!" Like this is. I like that I mean, movie quite a bit. <laughs> well, I mean, when you look at like the the history of Ripley, you have her losing her actual daughter because she's been in cryo sleep when they find her an alien. So she's been, her daughter has become an old woman yeah. and died, yeah. lived an entire life without her mother. Yeah. Then she finds Newt, who becomes her yeah. like surrogate daughter, who dies yeah. in Alien Three in the yeah. in the spaceship crash. Yeah. Um, or yeah, I think she Gosh. drowns actually. So it's an intense death. She drowns. Yeah. So her third child is this abomination, which, you yeah. know, I, I still feel like even an abomination, you probably still feel a little bit for, gets sucked out of an airlock. Right. Like most alien movies, most things get sucked out of an into space. It's the best yeah. way to kill an alien, right? It's just like <laughs> um, the way that it gets sucked out is so like grotesque and just disturbing. and just, But it's like it's lasting. And, you know, that film, for whatever it is, it's kind of like a one shot. Like you're saying, oh, yeah. you know, it's just a strange thing that happened in the alien universe. And it's like, I mean, when, when you great. put those alien films up next to say the AVP movies, like they're 10 yeah. times better films. They're made yeah. by con- like very competent directors, you know, even first time films or just someone trying to get money to make a film they wanted to make, you know, yeah. but they, like they put their all into it, you know, you know, I I have a special place in my heart for the AVP films, even though they are pretty trashy. Sure, I've been, for the most I've been part, meaning but... to revisit those. I I saw Requiem kind of recent actually, and it's just like, it's a solid B horror schlock movie. You know, it doesn't. Oh yeah, for it pales sure. in comparison to any of the others. But you know, it's an enjoyable film that happens to have a a decent looking predator in it. And then oh, yeah, um, the was there two movies before that, or just one before Requiem? AVP. Just one. Just yeah, AVP. Just, just one. And I remember having like such a huge problem with it, but I think that's one of those that I need to go back and kind of like let go of some of those old criticisms and enjoy it for what it is. Because I do remember they did a lot of cool stuff with like Lance Henriksen and then the pyramids underground and everything. And so I'm just like, maybe there's some stuff in there that might appeal to me as much, uh, you know, because that was college. I was like super mad opinionated, like, fuck that shit. It's bullshit. It ain't, there will be blood or something. You know, like, yeah. I, don't know, I watched but, it recently. Yeah. It's pretty bad, but is there's it? some cool <laughs> stuff in it. Yeah. Paul W. S. Anderson, you know, like 
Take it I do. I, I the the coolest thing in that movie is watching the Alien Queen move, and I know a lot of people was like, "Oh, yeah, it moves like a T Rex." I, I hate it. I was like, cool. "But the Alien Queen is fucking huge, dude! Like, how is she supposed to move? Like, she's not yeah. gonna move like a like a little one of her drones, like one of her little alien drones who are all sleek and in the shadows. Yeah. She's too big for that shit. Um, I like that part. That last half of that movie like made it for me, just seeing the Queen be able to yeah. run and chase something. Yeah. Um, but um, it, you know, it also I, it also lacks in kind of like a main hero, you know, like what made Predator so, and Predator and Aliens for that matter. Like it didn't have that like that tentpole hero that you can kind of like tag along with. You know, it seems like yeah. did it? I mean, I forget who the main character. In um, it was the what's her name? God damn it! But Sanaa Latham, I think is how you say her name. Uh huh. Oh, um, I remember she that. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was like the, and they followed like one of the um, early comics, one of the Alien versus Predator comics, like not the yeah. actual story, but yeah. like there was a girl, I think she was Asian in it, and she does team up with a Predator and he puts the mark on her and then like right, yeah. she helps him like defeat the aliens and then he takes her with her on her ship and she goes on adventures with like Predators yeah. and fights some of them in like the ring and stuff to like get that more honor right. and like, and you know, it's like, I almost want to see that movie, Alien Planet, yeah. not on Earth, just Alien. like you know um but like just like because i think in that in that comic the first alien versus predator they're like ranchers on this weird alien planet like they have these weird rhino creatures that they like get milk from or something weird like that i haven't read that comic in fucking years but like then the aliens like are underground and like they get like something happens they get excavated and then you know face huggers happen and all that bullshit and yeah then the predators come to kind of wipe the planet out and they also then a bunch of them get killed and they get in over their heads so like and so most of the humans are gone at this point so they have to team up and take out the remaining aliens i mean this is a great story man you guys should just made this but that's what i'm saying you know um but yeah i i don't know i mean i'm excited for alien covenant i think it's going to be fun i think it's going to be gruesome i think it's going to get back to the kind of horror of alien because i mean aliens is a great movie but it's an action film there's nothing really that's like there are some good like yeah creepy jump moments for sure and like the fucking finale is fucking awesome you know but it's an action film and that's what you do when you have a sequel you and in a lot of ways sorry in a lot of ways it's like that seminal action film that kind of like paved the way for a lot of sci-fi action films after it you know like cameron really fucking just like hit the nail right on the head with aliens and created a whole new genre of sci-fi action that you know yeah i mean (laughs) and 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 just like the alien franchise i think i like it too is because it's like one of the first like female pro like that's like your main character dude it's like a female being a badass you know like taking the charge and you know ripley is like forever like this kind of like sci-fi feminist hero which you know hell yeah you know there's not a lot of that i'm kind of excited for the new girl who seems to be the lead to be see what her turn in this movie will be and i think one thing that that disappointed me the most is that we're not gonna like we're gonna see what happens to elizabeth shaw i guess flashbacks or voice recordings or whatever and or david will tell us um yeah but i'm interested i'm just kind of upset because i like that actress and i would have liked to have seen her in a more in a better alien movie so if she's just dead i'm gonna be very upset (laughs) right yeah i really liked that they had that like little small what was it? It's just like a companion short film or whatever that showed yeah. her and their journey and what happened their journey after. Because I remember in Prometheus, like the very end of the film, I'm like, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Like, let's follow those two in this fucking archaic ship flying around the universe trying to find, I forget what they were trying to find, like a place the, to live. The engineer's <laughs> home world. 
the engineer's homework. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, that's cool. But it seems like, you know, with a lot of the the criticisms that happened after that film and the article that came out about Ridley Scott being like, you know, we fucked up with Prometheus or whatever. It seems like that's the, th- that, that particular small story arc is one of the things that's kind of taken a backseat or it's been re re-edited or reconstituted mm-hmm. for alien covenant because we know that that ship has landed on this other new planet. That's earth. Like it seems like, and you know, like there's no creatures around and the, the the fields of wheat that they find and all that stuff the vegetation and all that yeah um so we know that there's like the connection now in hindsight that 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 has been established but i was like that was really interesting to me i want to see this fucking super advanced asteroid and this badass scientist chick and this alien ship they have no idea what it is you know that could have been that could have been your fucking you know, I don't know. Like, that could have been a great continuation of the Alien films. But, yeah, hopefully, like what you're saying, hopefully they don't just, like, kind of, like, gloss over it. Like, hopefully there's more to those characters in after the fact to latch on to than, than, than just, like, kind of, like, you know, that's just part – that's just something that happened. Because then, yeah, Elizabeth Shaw is just part of this, like, crappy movie that's, like, a misstep in the Alien franchise. And it's like, oh, that's, like, it's yeah. already painful enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we're gonna get David in this one from like a Fassbender interview. Um, yeah, but um, so that'll be interesting because she does yeah. fix him in the little uh, yeah the, in that little t- the yeah. two minute short or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but it's I just hope, like man, yeah. I almost wanted to watch that. I wanted to watch like a ten minute short of that stuff. Yeah, you or know? even that would be fantastic. You know, just kind of like a prologue to the film or something that would be really cool. Yeah, and you know, I I, I really I, like I, yeah. Go ahead. I really like a lot of the, like, that little short and then the Last Supper short. I really liked kind of the mythology they're yeah. setting us up for yeah. in this new film. Um, yeah. So I think it's good. Cause the more, more, go ahead. Across the board, across the board, like, more of that for films. Like, you know, it would be really great if a lot of these end credit cutscenes that we get, um, you know, if we could have something similar to that before films come out, instead of so many, like when we get like teasers for trailers and shit like that, like fuck that, like make a little short film with these characters and like give us more of that, like give us just a little, you know, like keyhole view into these universes that we love because that mm-hmm. would be, you know, I would be perfectly satisfied with just like a 10 minute short film about Elizabeth Shaw and David, you know, just like a little bit more and like leading up to the film. I love that aspect of the marketing for this film, definitely. Yeah, I'm, and I, I, the, the thing that keeps on sticking with me is though is like James Franco's in this movie. Yeah, and we've only seen him in the Last Supper. Yeah, and I feel like that's like I don't know what that secret is, and people are like, oh, he's just gonna be asleep, and I was like, why would you put James? You could put anybody in this movie and not have to pay James Franco the money James Franco makes <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, you know, like so why is this a choice? Like, I mean, you right. obviously want this actor for yeah. a reason, especially I since mean, Danny McBride's involved too, and you know how close those guys are within their realm of actors. I mean, I don't know that that might be just a coincidence, but it's kind of cool to see that generation of guys, you know, the Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, you know, the, the this is the end kind of group of guys, mm-hmm. you know, working together in these kind of capacities. Now, you know, like Danny McBride and James Franco have graduated to fucking Ridley Scott alien level at this point. Dude, and, it blows you know, my the mind. Guys are doing their own thing. It's, it's pretty cool. It's really cool. Cause we, you know, you and I, we grew up with these actors, you know, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. like there, there are, there are, there are out of high school college years kind of guys like we were kind of that same age as these dudes you know we are i think we are pretty close to the age of these guys and you know those are like our guys you know they're like we may as well have gone to school with them you know we may as well have been 
you know, they may as well have been part of our <laughs> group of friends. You know, that's what it kind of feels like. I was like, those are our dudes. Like that's our generation in yeah. these, you know, in these new movies amidst new faces and old faces alike. You know, it's like anytime I see those guys uh, pop up in a movie, I'm excited. And it's, it's really cool because it's like a left field thing that it's like a sci-fi film, like a huge franchise. Yeah. I, I was I was watching Danny McBride talk about just like being in the film. He's like, yeah, I thought I'd have like a couple lines, and then I'd be like, see ya. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And he's like, there's a lot more yeah. to me than then. Uh, yeah, it seems like he's even though we've only seen glimpses of him at, thus far, like the 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 spotlight that's been put on him, I guess, uh, in in what we've seen so far, it seems like he has like a a bit more of a, he seems like to be pretty linchpin kind of character. Hopefully, yeah. You know, I like, mean, from that, like, I love that dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to from the scene where they're the xenomorph is on that like ship he's flying or whatever. Yeah, it seems like it might be pretty like I don't know if it's the end, but you know, it seems like a kind of ending finale or right, something. Third act, anything. Yeah. So it's gonna yeah. be interesting to. I, I'm interested for him, Franco. Like, just that whole cast is very interesting, and um, I like the idea of these like couples going out on a ship trying to like make it on a new world you know yeah yeah i I, i'm I'm just excited for it i'm excited for like a darker film something i know that there's gonna be lots of blood this is like hard r alien film so i'm excited for that i'm glad it's not like a pg-13 i mean even prometheus was r so yeah um but i'm excited just to get back to the darkness of alien and i feel like there's a lot of good shadowy scenes and just like looks like a lot of stuff happens at night yeah i'm excited for that too it seems like you know you know that kind of like dead space kind yeah. of you know like dead you know we wouldn't have a game like dead space if it wasn't for alien yeah and i think one of the one of the things that stood out in dead dead space is that it was a pretty it was a pretty intense kind of like jump scare kind of action or kind of video game mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but i guess what i'm getting at is just like it's it's you know even after the fact of something like that we're we're going back into the alien universe and, and and embracing kind of the horror element of this like high advanced technology sci-fi kind of franchise and stuff like that because yeah um you know the further we get into our age of technology you know these things are still relevant you know like our fears are always going to be relevant no matter how advanced that we get so i hope i hope there's some of that being played around with you know the technology and then these just primal alien fucking creatures that are just unfathomably like dangerous yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm excited for it man like I, yeah, i'm you know too. i'm my hopes aren't too high for it but from stuff i've seen i know at least i'll get some good alien enough, monster probably, stuff yeah. <laughs> you know um yeah but i'm i'm like i'm with you though i would love to see some good character yeah. development i'd love to see some of these characters move on in the franchise and at least lead us yeah, up to definitely. the first alien film you know, I yeah. mean, ultimately, if you're these not people are probably going to meet their demise, so. Yeah, because, like, if you're not going to use Ellen Ripley, like, give us a new Ellen Ripley. Like, if that's, mm-hmm. you know, if that's what it's going to be. Like, you know, I would that, that was one thing that bugged me about Prometheus is, like, hardly anybody survived. Yeah. And so I was just like, well, how do we move forward? Like, they had the one character that did survive through all that struggle, Elizabeth Shaw. But then they kind of have to, like, erase everything that they wrote in order to accommodate you know to the fan service and for mm-hmm. alien covenant to become whatever it's going to be ultimately um so yeah that was like you know i just like like yeah give us that give us like somebody to to hold their hand and like go through this journey with yeah you know and, and make that strong if anything make that character strong because 
Otherwise, you have to keep re, re rehashing things in order to get us interested in this universe. And, like, we're always going to show up for creatures in space. Yeah. You know, make it worth our while otherwise. Otherwise, it's just kind of like, yeah, I was there. It was terrifying. And I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, I, I'm hoping after but, Covenant, we yeah. get whatever the next alien is like. We get, like, yeah. uh, the new lady. God, I hope it's called she's Baptism. <laughs> baptism in fire or some shit <laughs> i don't know i kind of i do like kind of like the the catholic theme kind of shit that they're going with they're supposed to be uh from what little i have read there's kind of like they're dwelling on kind of like this more uh well i don't know exactly but covenant seems to be significant in in a kind of religious way in terms of this film so we'll see what that all entails uh, next week right yeah yeah next week uh, i i do like that all the like like prometheus was the name of the ship and the covenant's the name of the ship but these these titles yeah. mean more than just a ship title like they're those Absolutely. ships are called something yeah. for a reason and, yeah and that short film being called the last supper and stuff like i'm i'm yeah. all for you know i'm like I'm not the most religious person but i do love mythology i love the story of man i love all this historical kind of shit you can get in so i i do hope they kind of like you yeah. know make use of that in a way that's profound or at least some depth you know mm -hmm. i mean that's that's the biggest thing i'm going to be looking for in this is like um you know i want a little more what does it all mean <laughs> yeah i hope that yeah. uh, from what i've read it seems like some questions are answered and cool. it's definitely for yeah. the next film it'll make you want to see that next film um yeah. i was just going to comment on like the review the reviews that i've read that aren't that great are from not from like horror sites or like people who are going yeah. to be digging the fuck out of this film yeah and then people who, who are like you know like who are more horror oriented films have really enjoyed it. They do say it has its flaws, but like for the most part, it's like, it's a fucking alien film, man. Like, yes. Cool. You know, That'll and... be great. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, as much as I, you know, as much as I'm always jumping to shit on anybody who I disagree with, I'm like, I'm really hoping for like Ridley Scott and everybody involved that this is like a solid flick that we can stand behind as alien fans. And, you know, just it's like, get back get back into this this world because if anything like if it is just a rehash of old themes from alien and aliens and stuff like that like that's probably not that bad a deal you know and, and yeah. alien 3 and alien 3 was like super violent you know and super mm -hmm. dark so like mix the three up stir them up in a soup and like i'm really hoping that's what we get and i really hope for for all involved that it's a that's a it's a good enough film that you know hopefully it's a great film you know i would really love it if it was you know, it, it, I'm glad that, like, I mean, <laughs> I feel like some people don't want any more alien movies or Predator films, but it's like, I'm glad these, like, even if we get bad ones, I'm glad they're not, these characters aren't dead. It's kind of like, yeah, exactly. you know, we're getting a Hellboy movie. It's like, I would hate for Hellboy just to go the way of, you know, cult yeah. classic film. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm not saying I need a Hellboy film every year, but, you know, give me like 10 year, five, six year, 10 year gap and <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for another Hellboy movie. Yeah you know yeah. um, I, and hopefully with yeah. these franchises they start just thinking ahead more so without you know like writing themselves into corners where their stories don't allow for successive entries and stuff like that yeah i mean i definitely think now like uh films that we loved back then there was no real thought of like what the next film would be it's just like you know alien did well then it's like uh james cameron do you want to direct a sequel and it's like okay um then yeah. we have to make up this mythology that's kind of thought of i'm sure like when uh uh geiger de designed the creature i'm sure he had his own mythology yeah. and then ridley and then dan o'bannon made up their own mythology for this character yeah. you know and 
you know, I'm glad that there's more thought going into this. I feel like Ridley probably has an idea, and I think Prometheus probably started something, and it wasn't exactly what he wanted, but, you know, I don't know. You know, you never know what studios are pulling behind the scene. Do you think Ridley Scott would have yeah. all the pull in the world to do whatever the fuck he wanted, but, right. you know, there are deadlines and, yeah, that's, that need and to be And I think that's what and... pisses me off about him sometimes. I'm just like, come on, man. Like, you have all the power in the world. Just let it happen. Yeah. But... You know, maybe he's in the zone with with these next couple films, and and I really hope so. You know, I really do. But I yeah. also think that it was a smart move to get Denis Villeneuve on on Blade Runner. Oh fuck, dude! That new trailer. <laughs> because if Ridley different. Scott was directing the Blade Runner sequel, I don't know. It might have been the same movie somewhat, but like that was like the smartest thing ever. And so, you know, if and if only for him to work on his Alien movies while that was going on, like. You know, it's they're they're both good things, and it's really good. And I do hope Alien Covenant is is a is a is a hit for Ridley Scott. For yeah, I mean, I do too. I mean, I think I think it's cool that he's like wanting to explore this universe because he could have easily given yeah. this movie to like Dennis or anyone, right. like Alien Covenant or right. the next Alien. I mean, like he could yeah. give this to anyone and focus on Blade Runner, which honestly thought that was what he was gonna do was just yeah, like balance it too. And then and then he's like, he, he seems to have an idea for this, like especially I guess once he heard what the fans wanted. You know, right. and I think the fans yeah. when Prometheus was coming out, they were ready for just Ridley Scott to do whatever he wanted. And then yeah. when you didn't necessarily like, you know, I didn't necessarily need the Xenomorph. I just think a movie that's based on creatures being in the movie, we need creatures. Yeah. You know, like if it were, yeah, if it was just a slight connection, that would have made it. I don't, I don't know that it would have made it any better or whatever, but it seemed like, you know, like Prometheus could have been the film, if anything, a sci-fi film for Ridley Scott to have done that connect to his universe previous but also stood on its own and, i think per- you know i feel, yeah. yeah i feel like with those few mistakes and like the lack of depth of character and stuff like that like really just hindered the possibility of that being able to, you know like a lot of people love prometheus a lot of people really like prometheus and i've mm-hmm. i've seen a few bits of it uh recently here and there and like i like it's not a movie that I would want to like sit down and watch, uh, you know, if there's a bunch of other shit to watch, but it's like, it looks pretty and it's interesting scenes in it for sure. Yeah. I, I've um, seen the film so, more yeah. than someone who doesn't like it should see it, but I'm just, <laughs> I, it's one of those weird things yeah. that like, I should love this movie, you know, cause I love aliens so much. Yeah. I love aliens. I like, I yeah. love alien three. I love alien resurrection. It's like, why don't I like Prometheus? It's something I go back and watch and I know exactly why I don't like it. Yeah. But it's still yeah. part of that mythology that yeah. I need, you know. Like yeah. I'm gonna it's, watch it's, all yeah, of them it's... again before Alien Covenant. Yeah. I'm going through them slowly. Um, yeah. But um... and 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 maybe that's maybe that's you know coming back around to that article, that post, and everything. You know, maybe that's really like the crux of everything is like when it comes down to it, Prometheus was like slightly supposed to be an alien movie and then turned out to be like kind of more of an alien movie than it was supposed to be. And then, yeah, you know, now with covenant, like, it's just like, okay, maybe what we all really want is we don't want to beat around the bush about it. We just want alien movies. <laughs> and and, well, and maybe that's, you know, coming down to like the, the article and everything, like maybe that's pretty much what they've settled on. And like, who can, you can't really argue with that. I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I know when Prometheus in his early beginnings was called Paradise, and the yeah. guy that wrote that, Ridley Scott, said it was too much like Alien, and he wanted to get away from that. And I was like, that's fine. I mean, I have Alien. Cool. Yeah. And then yeah. I think Damon Lindelof came in and did the like took that script and then had taken things from that and then made Prometheus, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just don't like Damon. Anytime that guy's attached to anything, I know the script's not going to be that good now. Because Interesting. He's your, he's I, your David Goyer. 
<laughs> yeah, like basically, I feel like he gets these cool franchises, and I think it's only because he can turn out scripts real fast. They don't make a lot of sense. You know, it's just enough to, you know, get a movie made. And I think stuff yeah. kind of, like, I don't know. I, I feel like most projects he's involved with or has his name on, and I know he was, like, part of the Lost crew, but yeah. I think it was just like, hey, we're going to give our friend a solid because he's not that great, but he's okay, and he has yeah. good ideas. But when he's, like, called into like, write a fucking alien movie, it's like, you probably should have just went with the guy who made, like, it made it closer to the alien movie because, I mean, yeah. obviously that's what we wanted, and you can throw in these themes and stuff of, like, the creators of us and stuff like that that shit's cool i love that shit like i want to yeah, know more about yeah. the engineers but, but make it work you know like yeah. yeah and i'm fine with something that looked yeah. like the creature at the end that comes out of the engineer it's great i love that final scene with his battle with that huge face hugger octopus thing great like love crafting yeah. shit all yeah. over the place love it and then yeah, the thing cool. that comes out of him it's like but that should have been like your third act dude they should have been running from this weird yeah. little black alien thing and like trying to yeah. kill it you had a lot of ingredients for like a much tastier meal and it just was yeah. a mess yeah. seemingly yeah and um i think that's ultimately its downfall so yeah i think really scott is right in saying that I, we need creatures in our movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. we do yeah, and i knocked and, on that before but i think yeah maybe that's the ticket but i'm also in agreement with you that you need development you need to find characters that you enjoy totally. watching i mean you know i think everyone on this nostromo crew um everyone in there is an interesting actor you know, yeah. I you never want to see John Hurt get chest but the chest burster because you enjoy his character even though you don't even know him yeah. for that long. So good, um, yeah. And you know, I think it's a lot of, and I, I even think Prometheus had a great cast like you're just Elba, Charlie yeah. Theron, yeah. you know, Michael Fassbender. Like like these are focused great. Focused on the wrong areas, yeah. you know, a lot of the time. And it's like I, I don't know a choice to make the one black character like kind of country sounding. It's like the dude's British. Just make him fucking British. Yeah. You know, it's like what's the point yeah. of that? Like and let he him can do something. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And he's, you know, he sacrificed himself and all, but it was just like, oh, you had all those great characters. Charlize Theron could have been the new, I don't know, they had Elizabeth Shaw. The thing is, like, there's a lot of characters, too. There's a lot of of people that could have taken, been melded together and taken certain Mm -hmm. roles as one. But, you know, it's all in the past now, so hopefully Covenant is, is, uh, you know, hopefully the retread of some of these things that we've been talking about is... It, it definitely seems enjoyable like, at the very least yeah. enjoyable down to like set back some of my reservations about filmmaking or whatever like i'm not really scott you know i'm just the guy who does podcasts but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know in a film here and there if i can swing it but uh but yeah it's um we will see in in a week's time or so yeah yeah, I wanted to um, touch on something before we get off here, real quick. <laughs> as did I. Okay. So go ahead with go, um, go with yours. I had a friend who posted that uh, the Blade Runner, um, the Blade Runner film mirrors a lot of the Blade Runner trailer twenty forty nine, and this bugged me because I'm you're basing like I feel like trailers are made to be nostalgic to get you to go see this movie. Sure. Like, when's the sure. last time most people thought about Blade Runner or Philip K. Dick? Yeah. Right. You know, like. They need something that reminds them of something they saw one, or you know, that they haven't seen in a while. So I get yeah. like it mirroring it, but my fr- I feel like my friend's post was basically like, "Oh, I hate it if it's just going to be a rehash of the same movie." I think yeah. with the director Denis Villeneuve, I don't think we're going to get the same fucking Blade Runner Ridley Scott made, you know. Yeah. Um, but it kind of bugged me because I'm like, you're already judging a movie based off a trailer because there's hints of, like, I guess like. Harrison Ford's character holding the gun the same way he does as the character in Blade Runner. I was like, yeah, well, of course it's the same fucking character. Like, why yeah, would he change the yeah. way he holds a gun? I mean, he's been doing this shit for years, chasing replicants. Yeah. He's like, 
he knows what's comfortable but it's like yeah. you know you got to have these reminiscent scenes to get you to go see a movie i mean these trailers yeah. aren't made for fans of blade runner these trailers are made to get people to go see blade runner who's never seen blade runner like sure, you want sure. this october whole, movie to do well yeah a whole new generation so like some things are going to be obviously very reminiscent but i think i think even by having harrison ford uh being like kind of like harrison ford kind of like um he fills the shoes of the what was her name sean young uh he yeah. kind of fills the the shoes of that sean young character in terms of you know your main character and then your investigative the character being investigated and i think that's one i think it's cool because it plays on the nostalgia and it turns the tables on 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 decker Mm -hmm. um and another obviously it's going to be fairly reminiscent uh to the the first one just because it's set in that universe and mm -hmm. they're going to try and rehash some of those same feelings you got when you watched that first movie um mm -hmm. but you know we've only gotten one trailer and already it's already it sends you it throws you for a loop you know by the end so we know at least at the very least like the details of some of the storytelling aren't going to be exactly the same you know what i mean but yeah yeah, you know, it seems like yeah, it's one thing. You know, it's kind of like me with with my my Ridley Scott post earlier, which is just this like you know, there's a there's a certain aspect of it when I'm posting something like, you know, I want people to click on it or pay attention to it because of the bold <laughs> statement that's involved. You know, and I I tend to retract some of those statements as it comes along or whatever. But you know, I don't know about your friend's post or anything, but but I I agree with you. I think yeah, you know, it's like you 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 have to you kind of have to hit all the different demographics that you think might be interested in this film and you know that just so happens to be a new audience, a new generation of potential fans and the old ones that are going to want to, you know, take their young ones to it or like introduce them to this universe or whatever, like the Philip K Dick diehard who wants to see um, you know, what they've done with that material in a 2017 and a movie that's not, you know, directly come from a philip k dick story or whatever i don't know like cyberpunk fans you know like there's mm -hmm. massive demographics and we only got like a two and a half minute trailer so i don't know and it just looks so good yeah i just I, I think it's like yeah I, I just think it's like too early to tell anything it, it, about it, it. it definitely like is it's a very cryptic trailer the teaser is very yeah. cryptic i mean they hit the, the right thing notes that, it's like ryan yeah. gosling's in it harrison ford's in it sold yeah one of the things i really loved is near the end that confusion on ryan gosling's face when he's looking at that book with the pages ripped out because mm -hmm. like some shady shit is going on and it kind of leans into maybe he's a replicant too yeah. and like our you know we were all wondering whether or not decker himself was a replicant and like you just mm -hmm. don't really know and that's why that universe is so so good to dance in because you really just like not only do you question whether or not people around you Mm -hmm. could be a convincing android but also you don't know for a fact that you aren't yourself and i'm just like Dude. that confusion in ryan gosling's eyes i was like that just gets me it tickles me i'm just like i fucking can't wait for this shit and my, my Nueva, man like <laughs> yeah go know. ahead oh it's such it's a good director be, it's came out of nowhere yeah, it's gonna be great like, <laughs> it's gonna be um, great. my favorite scene is jared leto with the eyes yeah. birthing that new one happy birthday and then yeah, that scene is so great because I assume he's going to be the new Rutger Hauer. Like this is the villain right. Ryan Gosling has yeah. to take on. So yeah. that's going to be interesting to see and, those two. Because yeah. like, despite how I feel about Jared Leto's Joker, I think he's a really good actor, and yeah. I know he's not like a good person in real life because he does a lot of shitty things. But does I think he? he's a pretty good actor. <laughs> yeah, he's like not a good dude. I don't think Ooh, like he's right. like pretty shitty and stuff. So um, <laughs> I mean, maybe he's gotten better. But I remember reading a lot of stories of just like 
like a you know just using women leaving them just like all over the place oh yeah you know just being kind of shitty towards them and stuff and you know whatever i'm not in his life i don't know but i like watching him in movies i think he's a really good actor so i'm excited to see him maybe play this like villain or who we i don't even know if he is the villain you know right um just depending on how sorry guys but yeah yeah, it's in good hands i love this director i can't wait i'm can't wait for his dune movie after this if that's what he gets to do next and yeah so yeah. I'm excited. One, I don't care what one, my friends. One thing to say. One thing to say. Uh, tacked onto the Blade Runner uh, comment is like I enjoyed Ghost in the Shell, but I remember you were you were saying like you know you'd probably won't won't watch it again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it is kind of forgettable. You know, it's enjoyable, but also kind of forgettable. So I'm hoping, you know, this Blade Runner 2049 is that that next. You know, like if Ghost in the Shell wasn't it, like I hope this this is the next like cyberpunk. My biggest um, fear is that you people know, good are going to cyberpunk film. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest fear is that like people getting introduced to Ghost in the Shell who just go to see movies because it's the new movie out. Oh, is going to be like, "Oh, that's a lot yeah. like Ghost in the Shell." Yeah. You know, oh, like, they just oh, ripped off Ghost in the Shell and be like, "I don't want to have to have those conversations. Like I don't want to have to me- spend any mental remember. energy. I just don't want to hear those comments." I'm like, "I don't want to have to turn around and be like, you're dumb because all it's going to come out of my mouth is you're an idiot and I'm out of here." you know i can't i can't describe to you why that's you know like you know it's just too many it's too many sentences that that need not be said um but it's like you just need to give them a copy of the original blade runner oh just back away count to 10 (laughs) yeah um so anyway one thing i want to briefly before we get out of here is um one thing i wanted to touch on is entertainment weekly uh i think yesterday or maybe today just broke the news that um, a Dread, Judge Dread, Mega oh, yes. City One television series is currently in development um, by the executive producers of Dread. Um, okay, they're good. not; they haven't said whether or not it's going to be a continuation of of the Dread film, which is fucking fantastic. I know me and Maddie mm-hmm. are huge fans. Yeah. I think everybody on the Superhouse crew is probably a huge fan of that film. Um, they haven't said whether or not it's a direct connection to that film or maybe like a a reboot of it it's going to be a television series and it's going to leave them a lot more room to be creative i think it's fucking fantastic and i hope i mean if anything i hope it's since it's the executive producers it's i hope you know they take what small vision they had for the low budget dread film and really get really have some sway this time to really bring this whole uh universe to life mega city one like there it seems like they're putting a huge emphasis on that immediately mm-hmm. so there's going to be a lot of adventures to be had in said mega city yeah i mean i i'm super excited for it i didn't know it was the guys that were doing it i was hoping it was i didn't read the article yeah. I just usually i see headlines and go yes um yeah i i think it would be cool that they're calling it mega city one because if they can't get carl urban for an entire season because i know he has like star trek and like you know carl urban right. does big movies you know he's like he's not like a huge name but he's a pretty big name like yeah. he gets cast in some cool shit yeah, and um, so I'm sure that guy's pretty busy. So I would like to like because I don't think Olivia Thurby, Thurb, however you say her last name, is going to uh-huh. be doing. I don't think she does very much. So it'd be Anderson. cool to have her as a constant as Anderson. Totally. But then yeah. Dredd shows up for like the big moments, and yeah. you know if they play that smart, if they do like six to eight episodes of Mega City One, like you could probably get Carl Urban to come in and do those eight episodes. Right. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I think he loves the character enough. But yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they probably didn't release any info because, you know, they're probably still in negotiations with these people, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. It, it, it was um, – where I went down the article. It was uh, – I'm not sure if it's – I think it's going in production uh, with the BBC maybe. 
Is that what I just read? I'm not sure. It's in. Yeah. It's it's saying it's in really. Cool. You cut out there for a minute, so I didn't. What did you so say? Early. Oh, sorry. Um, it's saying it's it's still in pretty early. Sent, um. Uh, however, it is in motion. So, like whatever the new Judge Dread television is in development. Uh, we'll be on top of. I think it's great. I certainly hope that somehow they find a way to get Carl Urban in there, even if it's a small series. They haven't mentioned if it's going to be a um, on a streaming service or anything like that. So, yeah, I guess we'll have to f- we'll have to find out soon. But I'm just, super exciting. I, you know, if anything, like with like you know, people are getting tired of comic book movies, and a part of me is kind of getting tired of like the MCU and like DC, yeah. just because it's like they're you know MCU is better, but it's like. I kind of want to see some of these other characters come to life. So if like, if I have to go see a, a million, you know, <laughs> Captain America movies to get a Judge Jet series or a new Hellboy movie, I got, I can do that. <laughs> you know, you, yeah, you can put that burden yeah, on me. You can get definitely. my money, you know? Um, <laughs> so um, I'll see Justice definitely. League just to maybe get a new Swamp Thing or, you know, like this is why I go definitely. see these movies. People are like, oh, why do you want to see another Batman? I mean, I love Batman, but you know, like why would you go see DC now? It's like, constantly failing you it's like well you know the more you go see this stuff this is why i go see like alien movies like twice or predator films twice even if they're like aren't reviewed well it's because someone at some point is going to make a grand a fucking fantastic predator movie like we just got uh wow dude totally forgot his name what's the name shane black's doing fucking the predator dude like yes this is what i've been waiting yeah this is what i've been waiting for you know it's like someone to get shane black yeah so it's like it's what i'm waiting for you know like we will get like yeah. is this predator movie gonna be like my dark knight i mean it might be you know <laughs> it's what i want to happen yeah it certainly could be it has the possibility to be so to That'd like get awesome if... to get a judge dread show or like even you know um like a small daredevil series which marvel's produced like this is like what i'm kind of in it for like the the smaller stuff the off the beaten path kind of movies yeah. you know yeah. like the series I that maybe that would be a smart play so, you know, um, yeah, I'll go see every comic book movie that comes out. If that means that, like, you know, um, someone picks up and does, like, Saga live action or, you yeah. know, um, Paper Girls. Yeah. Smaller stories. Why the yeah. Last Man or something. Like, I mean, yeah. Why the Last Man's a huge story, but, man, like, FX could do that. Netflix, Hulu. Like, yeah, they have the budget definitely. for that. Like, that's why I go see comic book movies because there are a lot of comic book movies that I want to yeah. see more than I want to see a new Batman you know reason the reason why comic books work so well is because they're issue by issue and the reason why mm-hmm. television works so well is because it's episode by episode yeah. it's kind of like a no-brainer marriage mm-hmm. no yeah. i totally so, agree with you yeah so we will uh, see like, yeah i mean that like i said when we were talking about hellboy i was just like you know yeah. i was I, I thought the next hellboy like incarnation would be a series you know like a small yeah. limited run yeah. like four or five episodes maybe animated you know, just the tales yeah. of Hellboy or something, and I was gonna be fine with that. But I'll take a fucking Neil Marshall fucking horror film. Yeah, man, let's do it. <laughs> right, totally. Hell yeah, right on. It's it's getting kind of late. Uh, I'm Dude, we've been talking for a while. <laughs> that was good though. We had uh, this little hangout with Maddie and Stefan. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I'm gonna go get a snack and cool. watch some TV before I go to bed. I'd um, say you could probably like. If, oh, well, I know we're still recording, but... Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that we could probably, like, cut up, like, the Alien Covenant section just to, like, release, sure. like, little, I'll, like... I'll, I'll tighten it up. 
Yeah, because I mean, I feel like we've talked for like two hours, and I was like, if we drop a two-hour <laughs> episode and then there's a super yeah. house, it's like maybe we should like yeah. cut up our little segments a little bit or something. I don't know. I yeah. mean, once you just, listen I'm to just it, gonna, it, I'm just gonna drop it as like a regular episode, but I'm just gonna call it "Hangout with Maddie and Stefan" or something like that. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I, I've done a couple of Stefan episodes. Yeah, I, I, I like it because um. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of shit we got to talk about and like we're such like we know each other so well it's like totally, we can just yeah, talk yeah. about this shit and you kind of got to reserve yeah. yourself a little bit on super house so it's kind of nice to yeah just that's let what, loose that's with our holding, nerdness yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what i was holding on to this because i'm like oh we could just keep going and like what, let's see what else we can get out of this you know and like you know i don't have to work tomorrow so easy peasy I do, but I was just like, I'm down to talk. Yeah. I mean, I, I get to get, go home it. at four, so yeah. I can take a yeah. nap. I'm not. Yeah, and especially, but, you know, like, since we, we haven't done legit shit or whatever, like, getting these times to just, like, you and me talk about shit is, like, super nice. Yeah, legit shit is something that I feel like requires yeah. us in person yeah. together. Yeah, it does. In the meantime, we got Maddie and Stefan. Totally down. Anytime here you want to talk about our love of dread <laughs> yeah. alien yeah. blade runner and all that shit but totally well cool well i'm just gonna end this one here i'm gonna cool. do a little thing <clears throat> all right so that was us chit-chatting about some latest news tidbits movie shit aliens and whatnot been great we had a good conversation thank you for listening superhouse yeah, fans you. um i'm gonna get out of here i'm ready to go night night yeah i'm sleepy <laughs> Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.